took her out. It was a Friday night. I walk alone to get the feeling right. We started making out, and she took off my pants. But then I turned on the TV, and that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody likes you when you're twenty. Okay. Figure it out. That's what we always do. Figure it out. This is episode 125 of Tell Me Where to Turn. Official podcast of the Democratic primary, wait, Democratic debates. Democrat, yeah, debate. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't have the debate. primary tonight, I guess. That's what you're telling me? <laughs> no, not yet. They'll be jumping a little into the season a little bit. Yeah. I, I tried to watch about 30 or 40 minutes of it. Um, I don't know. I think I don't pay close enough attention in any detail to all these issues that it just kind of goes over my head. How's Mayor Pete doing? He he was last night. Oh, but there's two George, nights of it. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, he was on last night. I didn't watch last night because I was watching wrestling. <laughs> the real you, politics. You know, you're fitting right into the uh, liberal narrative of a Trump supporter. Like, yeah, didn't have time to watch the debate. Wrestling was on. I will get interested and involved whenever it's down to two people, Trump and non-Trump, and then I'll decide what we're going to do from there. So when it comes down to Trump and Mayor Pete, then you're interested. Yes. When Trump and Mayor Pete are going at it, I will be there. <laughs> be there to watch. All right. Well, I thought we should probably introduce ourselves. I suppose so. You can find me on Twitter at Tommy2 underscore zero. You can find me at Glenn three underscore eleven, and uh, you can find the show at Where to Turn Pod on Twitter. Excellent. And since this is our trade deadline episode, Point Break Dave has been traded for a player to be named later. <laughs> yeah, he moved. Uh, he's moving to Austin, so he's also moving out of the state. From what I hear from a lot of the political hubbub these days. Let's put it this way. He's moving into a county that probably had a lot higher viewership of the debate tonight than the one he was moving from, which yeah, I'm, assuming the, so. I'm assuming the television rating for the debate in his previous county was zero. People were so, still catching up on DVR and episodes of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> so I actually, um, I drove through Austin proper here a few days ago. Interesting. So I think the first question on everybody's mind is when you drove through Austin, was there a trash bag flapping in the wind? Okay, we should get to this first. So just hit them. You've got two questions to ask. Just go ahead and ask both of them. Do you still have a trash bag over your window? Yes. (laughs) Is your fence still a green caution area? Yes, I just tweeted out a picture of it. Two days ago, yes, it is, and the 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 truck has actually not been. It's been sitting in my driveway for the last eleven days because I've been gone on a little little family vacay. Wow, eleven day vacation? Well, no, no, no. I've been back since Sunday afternoon, but he's blind. When we when we, when we parted ways from family vacation. I drove north, wife and kids rode south with my in-laws to their, to their locale. My kids are with uh, grandparents right now. My wife 
is currently on an airplane over the Atlantic Ocean right now. Interesting. So she's so going I'm, to Atlanta. Yeah, she's going to the Atlanta Ocean. Uh, so I'm driving the new vehicle exclusively. So, uh, yeah, we'll get the truck fixed next week. There's really no hurry because I don't, I don't really need it. So you're ship the kids off somewhere else. Wife is overseas. How seedy have things gotten at your place of residence? All the rooms are tarped like an episode of Dexter, but there's no violence. If Gil Grissom and the CSI crew showed up with the black light, would they be horrified? <laughs> yeah. You have a crew when I walk in the door from work. It's like the crew of like 10 guys that roll the tarp out across the infield. They just do that just through the whole house. I've got it fitted through the doors and around all the furniture and everything. So, so how, so how long are you going to be flying solo like this? Um, through at least until Saturday. And then the idea is I'm going to get the uh, kids back from one set of grandparents and then take them to the other for next week. So like I'll have them this weekend, take them to the closer to here grandparents for next week. Uh, my the the woman who lives here for free yeah uh, apparently not only back. lives there for free but also gets all expense paid vacations for multiple weeks <laughs> she she won't return to the Dallas area until August the 12th wow so we're we're sans her until the second week of August and if things don't go as planned like if the boys are good where they're at they don't feel like coming home or something falls through it might be i guess august the 12th before i see them either so, so we'll, we'll see what's the what's the diet consisted of that's funny it's funny that you asked that and does it rhyme with taco casa <laughs> no but i i have uh i went to the store the other day and if you if you look in the fridge right now, there's a gallon of milk. There's a couple dozen eggs. There's like stuff to make a sandwich. And then there's just a 12 pack of beer and a 12 pack of Cokes. And that's like it. And I bought some assorted fruits that are on the counter to keep me from dying. But yeah, I think uh, I'm trying what did I have Monday? no, Monday was the default make breakfast for dinner. Okay. Last night, pizza. And then tonight I had some delicious jalapeno and cheddar sausages. From? Uh, store. Oh. I don't, I don't know. Well, I was, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Was, was, I didn't go are, by and like it. Are all your meals provided by restaurant? No, I haven't really, uh, you know, since I got back on the way back, from uh, New Braunfels, when I almost got home, I had to I had to make a stop to get something to eat, and uh, that's the only time I've purchased food from restaurant and/or franchise since they've been back. I mean, since I've been back. Well, that's that's pretty impressive. Doing good so far. So, are you one of those people I, I would be that are like logging into the online banking every few days and seeing how many overseas charges you're getting popped with? I'll check it. Um, 
I had to go through and notify the bank that that a couple of our cards would be overseas, so she didn't get over there and get something stopped on her, and and not be able to not be able to make the various purchases that will, I'm sure, occur. So, are you able to have open lines of communication while she's over there, or is it kind of a blackout situation? Um, yeah, I think there's a. Uh, there are, there are means of communication. She's ultimately, she's flying into uh, London tonight. I think she gets there like midnight or one, but then she's going to Athens from there. That's Greece, not Georgia. She's she's flying to London, so she can just turn back and fly to Athens, Georgia. Wasn't there like a, well, it's loud, never mind. I had a whole joke series worked out. It's not good anymore. A lot of short track references. <laughs> Duh. Had a whole yeah, had a whole NASCAR joke series worked out for you there. Save that for another another episode. Um so yeah, I'm watching the debate tonight. And of course I watch Grego all the time on Twitter. Man, he is just spiraling into the most stereotypical, just <laughs> angry conservative old man. Just Whoa. the most predictable <laughs> opinions I could ever see. I saw he had some Ranger thoughts about him not doing anything on the trade deadline, but I didn't see any debate thoughts. Uh, I mean, it's the same. It's it, a lot of it is stuff that I wouldn't even repeat on here because it usually takes shot at a woman based <laughs> on her looks, or uh, maybe at a man based on subtly, tastefully, uh, surrounding either his orientation or his skin color. One of the two. And so, of course, I've known you a long time, and you would never take a shot at anybody for any of those things. Uh, never. Uh, Just not really what you're known for. Names and words that I I do not say or or use. But um, have you listened to Rigged and Ridiculous? Recently, no. It's it. It's funny because my podcast app actually asked me just the other day, "Are you still interested in this?" Because it's been so long, and I said, "Yeah," but I have not. No, I'm really well, surprised they're still doing him. I would have I would have given that six weeks max. Is June fifteenth still doing them? Because oh. I've got the last episode on my phone. That's uh, oh no, yeah. Well, that well then uh, I did. I guess I did correctly predict that. I, I couldn't see him. I think he's, I think he's in such a mental state right now that he can't consistently keep up with anything. He would be great for this show where we just kind of arbitrarily decide when we're going to record an episode. Yeah. We have done 125, and there's no way if you gave him the same amount of time, he could put 125 no. episodes of content out. There's no way. No, there's no chance. So what I'm basically um, saying is we're better than Grego. I mean, right now, in the, you know, the Q ratings or whatever that is, I think that's what it's called. They come out with radio personalities. If we apply it to podcasts, we're definitely ranking ahead of Grego. Uh, it's easily. Well, speaking of this podcast and the news, there was a very big podcast tie-in with some big news that happened in Major League Baseball last night. Do you know what I'm referring to? Oh, I, you take the lead, but I know exactly what you're referring so to. If you remember all the way back to episode one, and this is episode 125, so we're talking three plus years ago, sitting at your house on a rainy day that we should have been golfing, and I busted out my 2016 or 15 edition of the baseball prospectus to talk to you about one specific player. 
And that specific player, and I remember distinctly saying this when I was reading it, one day will go on to challenge an entire 25-man roster to a fight. And it took three yeah. years for that prediction to come true, but it happened last night. When my yeah, man, I thought it was weird. It was a weird thing to say. But, my man, but, I'm still on my fantasy team, just getting me several holds every week, striking out well more than a batter in inning. Amir Garrett, six foot six, of natural, God-given just, athletic ability, never practiced a day in his life. Just pure man. Who right was there. it that he connected the haymaker to? Because I never could identify, but he charged the White Sox dugout, faked a Pirates. right, and then delivered the most epic of left hands and put somebody out. But I don't know who that was. It was very much a uh, a lefty Superman punch. Yes, it was. Left the, left the ground. It was. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter last night, and it couldn't have been 30 seconds from when I saw it that I received a text message that said, do you know who this guy is? And I knew I knew right when I saw it. I knew who that was, and I was so proud. Yes, so proud of our, of our little show for predicting it. That was a great fight because it had two baseball players that I think if you were going to rank people, you would not want to get tangled up with in a fight on one side, which we're going to say our man Amir Garrett, and then also Yaziel Puig, who's just absolutely insane. Right. Baralin, after a, a, about 30 minutes after he had been traded. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Keone Kella on the other side. Yeah, and, and, and that's the person you don't want to mess with on that side because he's also yeah. crazy. And you remember that they swept several stories under the rug when he was in here in, in Arlington. Like internal fighting? Yeah, or? like him okay. causing strife and trouble and violence. And, and they even had a situation where I think they sent him down briefly to teach him a lesson because mm-hmm. he had started a fight in the clubhouse. So he's a mess. So, yeah, you had all the all the dynamic personalities for just a, a powder keg, and it happened. I don't think I would want to mess with Joey Votto either. No, he seemed pretty fired up too, and he kind of seems like the kind of guy that knows people that could kill you. Yeah. Like you cause trouble with him on the field and then the next day, you know, you're just driving to work and your brakes have been cut or something like that. Like you, you wake s- up and Starling Marte's head <laughs> is next to you. Yeah, too bad Dave isn't on here to give us some up-to-date Sopranos references. but uh, Good point. Good point. So he was he's in process of moving like right now. Yeah, today, he is. Right? He, uh, he packed up his house. He had a real sweat at the last minute because... The lady that was buying his house was a first-time home buyer. Oh no! And pulled every new home buyer shenanigan you could pull in the last seventy-two seventy-two hours before closing, to the point where he was really concerned the whole deal was going to go off. And as many home purchases are, he had stacked them up back to back, so he needed to have his closed, and then I think it was a day in between, and then he buys his new house. And this lady, this lady pulls the. You know, I think I need an independent structural engineer to come out and evaluate the house. I mean, this is after all the inspections have been done, earnest money's put up. You know, they're just waiting to close. And then it culminates with him showing up at the title company at 8 a.m. and she hasn't submitted all the necessary paperwork yet. And they're like, yeah, you're going to have to come back at 3 and hopefully we can close then. So he had a big Hmm. sweat, but apparently everything worked out. 
funds transferred because he was texting me later asking how much he should tip the mover. So figured that's a good sign. Yeah. And of course, the that answer to that is don't. Truck. He was, uh, that he was filling this morning with all his various earthly possessions. Mansion valuables. Yes. His battery-operated devices. <laughs> so I was driving back north, and I went through... On the way back, I went through Austin proper. I didn't take the loop to go around uh, Liberalopolis. You visited some of your old haunts from the glory days? Yes, I saluted the, the stadium. Places, you know, where you, places where you would study? Yes. Had your first day, all that stuff? <laughs> my first date. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Did you date <laughs> in high school? Is that weird? <laughs> do, do, I didn't start dating until I started dating my wife. Yes. Well, and, and you still do. Yeah. Except except when she's mysteriously out of town. In fact, after this is over, I want you to take the camera and I want to verify all your freezers. <laughs> I heard that story. Um well, I'm sure she'll be fine. The guy she went with seemed really nice, very trustworthy. Well, it's kind of weird, the timing, because shouldn't he be in training camp right now, or is he holding out? <laughs> uh, so it's driving funny, through right? Austin. It's funny because it's true. Um, and one thing I did notice, we mentioned this in the last episode with Dave relocating that area, I did see a billboard that uh, first weekend in November is Formula One time. I'm in. I'm in. If you're in, I'm in. I Wait a minute. I the first weekend in November, though, that's not right, is it? It. That's what this sign said. Oh, now, that, unless that was an old holdover from 2018. Well, there may be a schedule conflict if it's the first weekend in November this year, because that's Vegas weekend, I think. But oh dear, we'll get it sorted out. Because I could do it. Because the last weekend in October is NASCAR here, and then I could turn around and do Formula One the next weekend. Great show trip. I think you get a. Maybe push back your Vegas trip to. Oh, I want to. I want to experience. I want to experience everything Formula One has to offer. There's an Imagine Dragons concert the night before. Oh my gosh! Are you rethinking it now? Well, ironically, the child that lives in my house tonight, no, no exaggeration, said. Hey, Dad, if Imagine Dragons ever come through town, can we go see them? And you had to say yes. No, to which I replied, no. Ask your mother. <laughs> my kids my kids are into that, too. They haven't asked to go to any concerts, but they definitely dig it. So you took your son to another event recently, didn't you? I did. The... World Wrestling Entertainment putting on a, well, originally what was billed as a non-televised event and then was hastily rebranded as Smackville. You kind of hit the jackpot considering what you were going to. No, I couldn't have been more happy. It was such a funny, I've never been, now you guys had just recently gone to that NXT event, but I'd never been to a non-televised WWE event. And... You know, immediately when you walk in, it's you you know you're walking into something that's way scaled back because the set and the the ring setup, everything everything's way tamed down. The lighting, it's it's just not even comparable to what they had for the Monday Night Raws and the you know obviously the Royal Rumble that we went to. 
And they've also only sold the lower bowl of the arena. So, I mean, it's we're talking about a much, much smaller crowd. And they yeah. don't have um, any of the arena um, video equipment turned on. So, like, the overhead video. So, you're pretty much... I mean, you're pretty much watching the ring. I mean, what, what you see in the ring happening is what you see. There's not, there's not really any other alternate options. So typically how those events go is it's just, you know, a cavalcade of the, basically everybody that's in the, the train of people chasing the 24 seven title. Like those are the <laughs> matches that you're going to see, which by and large was what we got treated to that night, except right in the middle of the event, they switch over for the hour long network special of Smackville. Okay. So the show starts for about 45 minutes, then they take a break, and then they bring out you know announcers, they bring out an announce table, all this stuff that wasn't at ringside. They, they, they change the mat in the ring, they change the ring aprons, they, uh, the lighting suddenly you know becomes different as far as how they have the crowd darkened, I guess probably so you can't see that the majority of the arena is unsold. Yeah, that makes and sense. Then commenced to put on about an hour-long, really entertaining show. There was an Elias bit. You know, we had titles in the line. And then when that's over and it kind of hits hits the, you know, crescendo at the end of the last match, there's a clear point where you know they've gone off the air. And then everybody's looking around and they're like, so is that it? Like, is it time to go home? Because we'd only, at this point, really only been there about an hour and a half. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, well, surely there's going to be more action you know this is this is just a break well then they um they send another lady that i had we hadn't seen before to the ring and she says hey everybody we're going to take a 10 or 15 minute intermission and then we'll be back with the second half of the show and then they said and and, you know we've got great news bailey charlotte and uh, alexa bliss are gonna have a triple threat match for the title as your main event so everybody's like yeah great well then all the house lights come up they go back to work putting the ring back the way it was and again you know when the the matches on Smackville were obviously featured all featured prominent WWE talent. We got a Alistair Black match against Andrade right before that, before they went on the air. So okay. I'm thinking, you know, hey, like things things are looking pretty good here. And then intermission's over, we take our seats again and we hear the B team theme. <laughs> and then we get presented with this, a series of matches that where the biggest stars that we saw were heavy machinery. That's not terrible. Well, th- they are not terrible, but I guess yeah. But the it was it was and it was peak. all it was all um, tag team based too, which was a okay. little bit frustrating. Uh, it, but then they they did kind of save it at the end with the women's triple threat. But you could tell uh, that between Bailey, Charlotte, and Alexa, two of the three of them were not interested in taking any head or okay. body bumps at all. Didn't you didn't you get to see like a Kofi Joe Ziggler? Yeah, that match? was during the Smackville match, which okay. was great. I mean it was it was it was a totally different level of intensity while the TV cameras were on. And then okay, it kind of reverted you. back. Now there were some funny things. So the uh we got a had a new day match and they uh, it was Xavier and and uh, Big E and it was total comedy. I mean it was it was great. But they 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 didn't do hardly any wrestling in this whole match. It was just a series of mocking their opponents, pelvic thrusting, chasing each other around the ring. I mean just total Keystone Cops. That was actually the match with the B team. So how was the crowd? 
Like crowd was or? crowd was in, into it the entire night. They were great. You know, and it, albeit okay. a smaller crowd, but everybody was feeling it, and it was great. I just wasn't sure what the uh, the interest is in the greater Nashville area. No, Nashville's a pretty good wrestling town, and the, and you know I think the diehards came out, but you know even me who obviously big fan, we've traveled to events together. I wasn't really planning on going until the young child twisted my arm because this is just not something that I felt like I typically needed to spend money on. But the other thing was the tickets were insanely cheap. Yeah. You know, lower bowl, everything was lower bowl, 15 bucks or 25 bucks, depending on which seat you wanted. I went with the 25 because things are going pretty well here. Yeah, I think we could. But the big big news to come out of the whole event was right towards the end when the announcer came on and he said, Nashville, got exciting news. This hasn't been announced yet, but December 2nd, Monday Night Raw at the Bridgestone. At the Bridgestone? I will be in attendance. With Kid, or are you just going to go by yourself? (laughs) I'm going to go by myself and then talk to the people next to me the whole time. While wearing some type of costume. That's my plan. Was your kid dressed as AJ Styles? Yeah, in tough times there, um, some lucky custodian's going to find him a pair of AJ Styles gloves when they clean up the uh, aisles after the show. Oh, no. We had gotten all the way through the concourse, out the front door when he panics and goes, Dad, I take... Because we we got popcorn at the intermission. He said, Dad, I took my gloves off to eat the popcorn and I left them in the seat. I said, that's fine. We'll turn around and go back in. And there is no re-entry, pal. Mm-mm. We were very sternly told by the nice lady at the door, um, yeah, you're not going back in here. So it's going to be an awkward situation like here in the, the coming days when your shuttle driver is taking you to the other side of the campus and he notices driving gloves have phenomenal one on it. <laughs> he just turns around and holds them up to me. <laughs> you're like... I need to ask you where you got those. And he starts sir. telling me about the original club. Yeah. So how is, uh, yeah, how's your young one dealing with that? A little heel turn. He's actually kind of a big fan of the original club, and I'm worried that that's going to require me to purchase before the next trip an original club T-shirt. Because those look terrible. They are. They're awful. Like what a dumb. Like could they have not come up with something better than that? They've got this whole team of writers, and that's the best they can come up with. Yeah, that's that's just. It's just just a bad look altogether. Yeah, and we were cheated out of a Finn Balor appearance because apparently he was battling a severe um, case of ileitis. You know he's about to go away for a while, right? No, I know. I think think he's going to go out in epic fashion uh, at SummerSlam at the hands of The Fiend. Yes. Which, by the way, I am 100% on board with The Fiend. I, I can't be more excited, and I just... I don't know how far they want to take this. I guess it will depend how, you know, how the public reacts to all that as to how, how high, how much he's going to go over, right. but they can't screw this up because this is the best thing they've come up with in 12, 18 months. No, they, I think they gotta, I think they gotta, they gotta really listen to the audience and they gotta play it out and not, not rush through it, but also not have him in the, in a match with no, no way Jose where he's taking damage uh, in the next two weeks. No, he he is going to sacrifice Finn Balor. Like, I'd like to see... 
that just it's not going to take very long at all then they work something together with like the ring literally just swallows Balor and he disappears and then he's but I heard he's taken like two or three months off like minimum yeah he wants to just spend some time with his in Nashville with his BFF obviously yeah there is has the two people sitting in front of us I couldn't ever get a picture of him we're both wearing the uh, all-inclusive Balor Club shirt okay pretty fired up by that so would you like a would you like an update on the uh, bathroom situation at work after the blood spackle? Why not? So there's an older gentleman that works with me that was very offended. In fact, he was the guy that reported the blood spackle. So if you don't listen to every minute of every ep- episode, well, first of all, you should because it's great. But second of all, there was an employee at my office that was very concerned because he went in to use the restroom one morning and there was blood splattered all over the toilet. So he still has refused to go into that restroom since it happened. And it's been almost two over two weeks at this point. But his goal in life now is to identify who the blood spatterer was. And he has gone as far as to interrogate the nice African-American elderly ladies that clean the bathroom to see if they can help him identify who the blood spatterer is. Oh, he's got somebody on the inside. He he does. You think he slipped him like a $10 bill or something? You ever heard of Alexander uh, Hamilton? And as of today, I am proud to report that he feels like his inside source has pointed him in the direction of who the blood spatterer is. And? It is about as good as you could possibly hope. It's somebody that doesn't work in the building but is employed by the facilities of the building in what can only be described as an extremely blue-collar role. Okay. And he was fingered, as it were. (laughs) Whoa. Hey. As the most likely culprit by the cleaning staff. And apparently they've had run-ins with this guy before where... They've seen him leave the bathroom with a uh, unbelievable aftermath in his wake. Is it always blood themed? I don't or is know it just... if we can go as far as to say that's the case, but now we have a face to go with the with the uh, with the uh, aftermath, and we've of course seen this guy several times since then today because he's always lurking about the building. I wonder, do you have a, any type of? Uh... DNA testing facility on site? Not on site, but we could we could very easily access one in uh, in close proximity. Because you could get this guy; he could swab the spackle, <laughs> and all he's got to do is just kind of walk by the guy and just pluck a hair real fast. And believe me, with this guy, that wouldn't be hard because the the uh, best I can appear or best I can describe his appearance would be Santa Claus if he was extremely emaciated and probably had a meth problem. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. And like to wear jeans with like a chain connecting his wallet. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He wasn't watching the debate tonight. No, he didn't need to watch the debate because America's already been made great. Yeah. There's no reason to move forward with that. He's only interested in... Not if Medicare is for all, but if it's for the wall. That's the, that's the only way he's getting he's getting involved. Well, that is 
pretty interesting detective work. That's taking it way too far. And are, is this guy just keeping you in the loop on this? At this point, yeah, he is. And he's also keeping me in the loop on what's going on in other bathrooms around the campus now because he's trying to find the new ideal location because he still refused to go into the one closest to our office. I just don't want you to be an accessory to some kind of an issue. Like this goes a little too far and then HR loops back and finds out you knew this was happening and you never stopped it. But I knew I knew my guy was interrogating the cleaning crew about who was doing what in the <laughs> yes. bathroom. Yeah, that does sound kind of bad. I need to I, I need to understand. build some kind of shell corporation to uh, keep my anonymity in this. You were aware of the extortion and or bribery of the cleaning staff to identify the maintenance man's extreme gastroenteritis and bowel issues. Is that correct? I do not recall, Your Honor. I Congrats. do not recall. You, you live in Plano again. I've never really shared this on the podcast before, but I'll try to be careful. I think the statute of limitations has passed, but we very artfully danced around it when it was going on. But I was deposed in a fairly notable DFW lawsuit so the term I don't recall was frequently uh, uttered by me. It's a good way to go. In your office, do you have any kind of internal messaging system where you can send, you know, essentially instant messages between yourself and other staff members? Uh, yeah, it's, I believe it's Microsoft Link. Okay, so you guys are still using Microsoft Link. Well, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Once Man, they get you on WebEx but, Teams, you'll really know what what living's about. Yeah, the the my company is just an extended metaphor of me from a technology and like ambition standpoint. <laughs> it's always seven to twelve years behind every everybody else. Well, it's actually we were using Microsoft Link at the time this lawsuit went on. Well, I don't I. I would expect that you conduct yourself with a great deal of professionalism because of your role in the company. Well, remember when uh, the time that this this notable lawsuit happened, I was more what I would describe as mid to low level figure. And we frequently use the Microsoft link as a way to try out comedy bits during the day, workday, make things pass. And uh, as a part of this lawsuit, they... Um, as evidence, deposed and seized all of the communications that were made on said Microsoft link between a pretty wide number of people among uh, amongst my team. So I got the distinct pleasure of when I was being deposed of being handed selected link conversations with lines highlighted and then was asked to read for the record the what was written and was then always asked the same question. Do you think that's funny? Well, no, I do not. I don't recall. I do not think that was funny. <laughs> who, who is Amir Garrett? <laughs> Why are half the conversations just about him? Yes, and what is this Shumpert-level problem we have versus <laughs> the Chanho Park-level problem we have? So you can't, you can't offhand just give us an example of something that you had to read? It was always your message or maybe a message to you. No, this is the best part. It was always a message to me. And I had okay. gotten, I was at least savvy enough not to, usually not to respond at all or to respond in a generic enough way that it wouldn't implicate me. Okay. But like, let's say, for instance, that 
the lawsuit I'm talking about involved, say, somebody's dog. <laughs> and that dog getting a very serious, serious disease. Yes. And then the maybe the hypothetical questions around what might that look like if, say, a dog were to get a very serious human disease. Man, that's not funny. It's not funny. That's And that's what I told the judge. But what we learned after that is that pretty much anything you do at work can be deposed. So we contrived this intricate system that I'm now teaching my team at the new office, which is you can still send whatever you want. You just have to preface it with the right things because then when you read it in a deposition, you end up sounding good. Now, here's the example, right? So say that you had some really offensive joke that you wanted to tell me, or maybe it was a link to a a tweet that was very offensive that you wanted to share with me. Okay. All you have to do when you send it to me is before you send it, you type, I can't believe how disgusting some people are. Look at this. Or (laughs) can you believe how offensive this is? So it became this whole secret language that me and the other employees at this office did. So we were constantly sending stuff like this through the Skype system, but always prefacing it with something like, I am just shake my head that people actually think this is funny. And then sharing the link. And then usually the response would be, you know, you're right, or this is unbelievable, or my favorite, which is the completely blank response. Because if the response is blank in a deposition, you don't have to read it. So you can respond with a blank message or a blank email, and that's your secret way of indicating, like, I got this and it's hilarious without actually saying anything. Okay. So I'm teaching this guy, the bathroom spackler, the finer art of this, because he keeps sending me messages on our WebEx teams about the bathroom incidents. And I'm like, look, when you send these messages, before you send it, you got to say, I can't believe this is true, but the... uh, housekeeper told me this completely unsolicited or whatever, you know, whatever you need to do to give yourself the right amount of air cover so that if you are reading in a deposition, you'd be, you'd be completely insulated from any blame. It's good advice. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like this could be, this could be the start of my business management podcast. Hey, is this going to be a solo venture or we can't have Dave in there? Well, no, He's he's not professional nor very business. No, but maybe one day, maybe one day when the statute of limitations is really passed, we could probably do the most exciting, riveting podcast ever of behind the scenes of that whole big news story. But so that was uh, 2014. That was 2014. It was okay. October 2014. Because I know it was around one of my kids being born. I couldn't remember if it was 2012 or 2014. Well, if you, uh, if you fast forward nine months from October, 2014, <laughs> that's a weird way to celebrate it. You'll learn about what I was doing to cope with the stress. <laughs> that's an odd, of odd therapy. Working, for, 20, uh, working 20 hour days with the hottest of spotlights being constantly shined upon you. Oh, that is true. That could have been the absolute just destruction of everything you've ever built. Was that close? Instead, you used uh, used Africa as a platform to move to Tennessee. <laughs> it was a bold strategy. And further, yes, further my career by uh, on the uh, yeah misfortune of others. Yeah, use it as a 
A vault. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, I'm kind of like the Dolph Ziggler of business. <laughs> Instead of, it should have been you, it actually was you. Exactly. It actually this, was me. In this instance. So what is a statute of limitations? Because if it's five years, we're getting close. Yeah, I mean, what if we did that? What if we said October this year, five-year mm-hmm. anniversary... We we might pull back the curtain just enough. Boy, I'm. Can we get into all specifics, or? I'll tell you what. I'll have to consult with our legal counsel, but I feel like the matter's been settled to the point now where there's probably not any ramifications. Okay, so we can name names. We can probably name names. Of as we of people dance and, around the obvious. Of people and animals. Yes. Of human and dog. Okay. Yeah. And I can share some of the various celebrities that I got to meet as a part of this. And civil October. rights leaders. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't uh wasn't there a reverend that visited and you were in the back of a TV shot? <laughs> Yeah, I, there was a reverend that I escorted all around the facility who uh, walked by a table of food that was set out for another meeting and was like, hey, cool if I have some of this? And I was like, absolutely, reverend. Make yeah, yourself a plate. Uh, right ahead. Oh, I thought you were somebody else. Oh, man, that, that is, this is the best tease for me in this, maybe in this podcast history. That we that we might get all the details. Yeah, on well, I'm gonna have involved. to. I'm gonna have to ask a. Uh, I'm gonna have to ask a couple of questions uh, of our yeah. of our um, of our legal counsel just to make sure. That's okay. Sure. But Sixty to ninety days from now, we may be getting just a solid gold hour. That's right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I think the the, only, the last thing that I had was uh, I did get back from a little family trip. Here recently, we went to uh, the Hill Country. We were in New Braunfels. And uh, it was fun, you know. Floated floated the river a couple days. So, I mean, has uh, has your wife just been on like a permanent vacation since you guys came to visit us? I mean, it's just been one trip after the other. Yeah, so she's been Tennessee to Florida, back home for a week. New Braunfels, then down Galveston, and then now she's in the air on her way to London or to Greece via London. Hey. And I'm sitting here looking at a window covered by a trash bag. Must be nice to be married into all that money. Yeah, I feel like I've made a huge mistake here. I had had two links of sausage and a beer for, for dinner. And when we're done, I'm probably going to be looking at a giant bowl of cereal. Is there any doubt that she's had way more than two links of sausage in the last? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, from the way he looked, I mean, it's only. Are you going to be? Are you going to be real suspicious when Zeke's holdout ends in like two days, and all of a sudden she's like, "Oh, they canceled our trip. It's crazy." Yeah, that's yeah. Weird. Greece is they closed. Can... <laughs> I think we got to Greece and it was closed. Moose out front should have told you, but um, yeah. So floated the river a couple days. My four-year-old took a tumble. He, he was riding with the wife, 
and they're at the it was on the, this is on the San Marcos River, and at the end they've got like the the little rapids or shoots or whatever they call them. So she wanted to take him. She probably wouldn't be happy that I'm talking about this, but she wanted to take him. He had a life jacket on, so we're not insane people. <laughs> but she skipped the first one, which is a little more steep, and people were actually getting a lot of people were getting flipped over. You know, full grown adults. She so there's like three of them. She goes to the second one, but the tube doesn't really hit this uh, rapid shoot, whatever. Like she's kind of sideways when she goes into it, so she gets loose in the turn right away. So I'm watching at a distance, and she gets into this thing, and once they start to go over, the tube just turns over immediately, and I I have that half-second moment of, oh, my God, this is about to be the most horrible thing. So, But fortunately, kid's wearing a life jacket. He pops up immediately. She's holding him as the current is just taking him further down down the river and then it kind of you know it's not as strong just a little a little ways down there but had at least one second of panic for sure man i've never that's one thing i've never done is floated a river there's nothing to it am i missing out on anything it's fun um we didn't actually do the guadalupe is the the biggest one but it's i guess because there's been so much rain it's a lot deeper than it normally is and it's running faster the normal, at least what we were told. So, you know, anybody can get a tube, throw it in there and go. But um, they kind of advise with kids that's probably not the best idea. Like they kind of, the, the message we got was if your kid's younger than like 14, unless they're like um, an expert swimmer, it's probably not the best idea. But I mean, the ones we did, it's, I mean, it's, it's, Easy. It's relaxing. It's so cool. are you camping when you're down there? No. You're just no, saying. we're staying in like, uh, my in-laws have a timeshare. So it's ah. like the local timeshare, whatever condo location that was in uh, that area. We actually stayed in, it was in Green, Texas. I don't never, know if you've ever heard of Green Hall. Never heard of Green, Texas. Well, Arcade Fire never played there, but I think it's a common place for country artists and the like to uh, interesting to play. So it was, I mean, it was a cool area, but, you know, before we went, we're going to be there a week, and I was like, hey, I'm down for whatever, and you're just hanging out and just off work, so I'm, you know, I'm going to be good, but I'm re- doing a little research, and my research is always the day before a trip, unless it's a wrestling trip, I just Google top 10 things to do in whatever city. So I got that information and I was kind of like, you know, this looks okay, but outside of uh, doing the river thing, you know, if we go to Schlitterbahn, maybe there's two or three other things. I feel like this is kind of a very strong four day trip that we have seven days to kill. (laughs) And let me tell you, I was, it was fine. I was never like beaten down or anything, but if you're making this trip, about four, four days, four nights is all you need. So at that point, what are you doing? Just watching TV and... Well, I mean, it's just like if you took your kids to a place that has a swimming pool, you can kill like two or three hours a day. They just right. want to go swim in the pool. Well, yeah, they're they're going to always be up for that. But I'm talking about like just as far as like evening activities and... Well... I'm assuming I mean, there's not a lot of five-star dining around there. Um, I mean, there's a couple places that were... They were fine. We went to one that was local that was really good, but um, 
you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, both of her sisters and like their kids and well, one spouse, one is without spouse, but, um, indeed, well, it's actually, that's a good thing, but, uh, you know, there's enough people there that, you know, everybody gets, everybody kind of does their own thing during the day. We don't have to do everything together. Usually pick one or two days where we go, uh, do stuff all as a big group, but then everybody gets together at night. You know, somebody takes turn, you know, take turns making dinner or whatever, and then just you know, whatever, a little game night, you know, yeah, little, uh, little family game little, night, yeah, a little card game, little Uno, little me uh, teaching everyone, including the kids, how to play blackjack, you know, fun stuff like that. <laughs> Explain to teenagers like how you want to bet a certain yeah. game. That, Here's how you count cards, kids. Yeah, uh, something along along those lines. So. No, it was, it's good, but I would just say it's a, uh, it's a place to go to for maybe a, a nice four day weekend. Yeah. I don't think you want to spend the whole week there. No, there's nothing worse than being on, uh, being on a trip. I, I feel like that happens in Vegas sometimes. Not, not in the same vein as not there not being anything to do, but you book that trip like one extra day and, it, yeah. and it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just a killer. I'm always, I'm always for, uh, Leaving wanting more, not not vice versa. Yeah, I I haven't been to Vegas since like 2010, but assuming that the idea is, hey, we're going to Vegas to gamble, that's the point of the trip. I am a three-day, three-night max. I think three days is the exact right time to go. Yeah. Because I've done five, that, and that is too much. I am, if that's all we're going for, and there's no break in between. Yeah. Like, if you're going, oh, okay, well, we're going to do this for one or two days, and then we're going to be at the racetrack for two days, right. or we're going to see the Hoover Dam one right. day, or you know, something nice like golf. that. Yeah, or, yeah, no, exactly. Then I think that becomes a five, six, seven-day trip, because you're kind of going every other at the casino. But if you're there, we're here to gamble. It's three-card poker and, you know, Crown and Cokes 21 hours a day. By <laughs> the end of day three, I am pretty much zombies uh, walking. Well, I guess all zombies walk. Oh, well, you can barely walk, so it's fine. Hey, no, it's funny you bring that up. Uh, yesterday was the first jog Whoa. since surgery. Outside? Outside, on the track. The track where? Just there's a school close to my house. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Your wife leaves town for two weeks. You're hanging out at a school. During the summer? <laughs> Don't ruin my uh, narrative here. Uh, I but I can only jog straight, so no, no curves, no turns. So you would just run to the turn and then stop and walk. Yeah, you walk the curves and and jog the. There's no running. I didn't say I ran. I jogged. So when I say I jogged, I I probably look like somebody who's maybe in their sixties or maybe seventy who jogs as a hobby. That kind of real slow. There's not like a full, powerful stride yet, but. So what prompted you to decide that yesterday was the right day to start trying out a jog? Um, well, they probably three or four weeks ago, they cleared me to do it physically and I just haven't done it. And so I got home, put on my fancy knee brace they gave me and I was like, well, let's see if this thing will blow out or if we'll be okay. So what kind of pace do you think you were jogging at? 
Oh, I mean, it's slow. I wouldn't even, I was just concentrating so much on just like the physical act of just trying to lift my leg up and not like drag it at all or put too much on one side. I wasn't even worried about how long it was taking to go down the, the straightaway. Wow. Well, congratulations for that. I mean, I wish there'd have been video evidence of it. There's a reason I went by myself. I would like so to have seen you tentatively like walking around the turn and then ramping back up very purposefully. So do you no, think there will ever be another basketball game in your future? Will there? Yes. I'm, I'm going to say yeah. Is it to prove something to yourself or because you actually want to play again? Probably more of the first, but it's probably kind of like 60-40. But there's definitely like just the idea of just being getting to the point where I can I'm able to do it, but then I can choose not to do it as opposed to just it that being so, taken away from me. It's like the window so I, in your truck. You could fix it, but you're choosing not to. At least for now, we're choosing not to fix it. But I, I'm gonna it, it'll get fixed. So how far out do you think you are from actually like considering playing basketball? Like given the what you saw on the track today. Uh, I mean, they. I'd say probably another four to six months before I'm physically able to do it. And then I kind of think even if, let's say, let's just say at the end of the year, they're like, you're absolutely strength-wise and everything, you're good to go. You can do anything. I'm probably then just going to take three or six months and just be normal, like not test it, not go out and do anything like that, and just... You know, not risk injury, but just be able to go do other stuff that maybe I can't do now and not worry about basketball. I would say probably late spring or summer of next year is probably the target date for getting back into it. And maybe I'll play one season, and at the end of that season, take the shoes off, leave them on the court, walk away, and that's it. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll keep playing until I'm 50. But... I doubt it because I'm a quitter. (laughs) 